Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tea with Tash podcast. I don't know about you guys, but I'm seriously starting to prep for Christmas. Slowly starting to get into the Christmas spirit with the music on the radio, putting up glittery lights all over the house. Ugh, it's magic. And speaking of magic, we have one of the most interesting guests to date, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But before we do, let's get into the tea of the week. Story number one, Britney Spears has lost her court battle against her dad being her conservator, and according to Glamour Magazine, on November 4th, Britney filed a motion to permanently remove him as her conservatorship of her estate, and unfortunately, a few days later, on November 10th, a judge denied Britney's request to remove him from her estate, stating that it's a subject for another discussion down the road. I feel for Britney. I was a huge Britney fan. I've seen her in concert. I was dying to see her in Vegas, Um, but I get so anxious watching her on Instagram. I mean, she has to be on some sort of medication, which I'm assuming is working for her, but it's just, I I have a pit in my stomach every time I see her twirl and twirl and twirl and twirl. Like it just, I'm getting dizzy. Um, And I don't even know what to say about this situation for her, but at the same time, he's been on her estate since her breakdown in 2008. Um, So I'm wondering why the change all of a sudden. I mean, sometimes if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's some broken pieces there. Shattered, I would think. Um, And then I also heard a rumor, you know, a while back that allegedly her sister was to take over the conservatorship and help her. Um, But I guess, unfortunately, the judge wiped that out. Um, This story really breaks my heart because I'm a huge Britney fan and I know a lot of my friends are, so... Hashtag free Britney, and we just wish her well. Now, I'm mashing stories two and three together because I feel like all I do is report on people being pregnant. Like, I don't know what's in the water in LA right now, but everybody and their dog are pregnant. Starting off with Vanderpump Rules star Sheena Shea is revealing that she's having a baby girl. That whole Vanderpump crew is going to have their own reality show just for the kids. It's going to be the same thing. They're all going to be working at Lisa's restaurant. Someone's going to screw with somebody. It's just, it's going to be such a mess, but I cannot wait. Um, And story number three is Emma Roberts is bearing her baby bump on the cover of Cosmopolitan in a sickening pink long sleeve crop top, belly out, pink skirt. She's adorable. And I literally can't wait to see all these Hollywood babies one day. And story number four is a brief breakdown of the Housewives of Salt Lake City. I needed to take a breath before that one because these women are crazy and I'm so in love with it. Um, This franchise is going to be a whirlwind of difference compared to what we're used to seeing in other cities. I would kind of compare them like to New Jersey in a sense of they're very all strong-willed and stubborn and hard-headed, but the um, mess of New York, I think. I don't know how to put the two together. Um, they are hilarious though. And I think that the difference of cultures and nationalities and religions, I mean, I've heard so much tea on a couple other podcasts on housewives and what the backstory is on certain people. And one girl married her step grandfather, like that is so messed up. Uh, and they have a child together, like, I cannot. Um, 
And I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that. Everybody who's reported on her is thinks that she's fucking crazy. Um, but I'm really excited to see what this season has for us. I think this is a complete breath. Oh my god, breath! I can't even speak today. Breath of fresh air that Bravo needed, especially in the Housewives world. I mean, I'm getting so tired of Orange County. I've been over New York for years now. I haven't watched it in probably two or three seasons. Um, and I just think this is what they needed. So I'm really glad that they are in the snowy city in Utah. And I'm just really excited to see what this season has to hold for us. But going back to the magic that I mentioned at the beginning, I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Kimberly O'Connell. She is a certified consulting hypnotist. I know, that's a lot of tongue twisting today. She specializes in hypnosis for treatments like weight loss, smoking, any sort of healing, fears and phobias, and to me, it's all magic. Please welcome Kimberly O'Connor. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Tea with Tash podcast. We're here with Kimberly O'Connor at the Consulting Hypnosis. Tell us what is going on with you. What's up? Tash, I'm so good. It is great to be here and thank you for having me. I've had a day where I, I went a little Malibu Barbie on my eyeshadow, so I hope that that's, uh, I hope lifting up on camera. It looks and fabulous. I'm doing good. <laughs> You're sweet. Thank you. It looks awesome. How and I'm, I'm also a big like bun girl. I love to have my hair up in a bun and yours is like bun goals. Well, thank you very much. It's day four. Tomorrow is wash day. So this is the Do you one wash off. your hair every couple of days or is it like, do you have like a hair process? I, yes, I absolutely have a hair process and I absolutely wash every couple of days. I do a Monday wash, a Friday wash, and then dry shampoo in between. Huh. Given all my secrets. You're giving us all the tea. Well, for those who don't know, um, why don't you tell us who you are, where you are, um, and what you do? Sounds good to me. Um, So I am a hypnotist. I have been since 2012. And what that means is I speak to my clients' unconscious minds. And we determine truths that will powerfully serve them. And we provide those truths. Uh, during the hypnotic state and then we bring the conscious mind and the unconscious mind into a relationship an agreement a communion and so I do that for all sorts of things Uh, weight release and smoking being the most popular I'd say and I live in Toronto I'm here in Toronto Ontario Canada but I work worldwide because I do my sessions remotely I've been contact free for the past five years or so so that serves right now Cool. Um, And what was quarantine like for you? Like, did you feel a hit from it? Or what was that whole experience like for you? Absolutely, it has. I very sadly, I am, I'm not at all surprised. And I'm hugely struck by how anxiety is manifesting. I, I, I've been very busy. I find that the sessions have been varied, but they all have to do at the root with how we are attempting to soothe ourselves. Totally. And right. And how those self-soothing behaviors are ending up stealing your energy, your vitality, your health, your money, your time. And so uh, 
I would say, interestingly enough, sugar has really shown its um, monstrous little face in an interesting way. Yes. A lot of adults, tons of adults with a lot of candy, like flat out, straight up candy. And maybe that's a Halloween thing too, but it's been since March, April, May as well. No, I totally um, hear you. It's a, it's a thing. And I think that it's a really interesting regression as well, because I've always done, I've always done clean eating sessions, but now it's candy. And I think it's because a lot of us are trying to go back to a more innocent time as well as get the chemical response. Totally. That's so funny that you mentioned that because I recently just got into um, naturopathic health. Um, So I've done like two like cleanses in a way, not in a way for like weight loss, but more of like, I have a lot of family history with a lot of diabetes, cancer, heart attacks. So I'm like, I don't want any of that. So I'm taking control now. Uh, My parents kind of call me um, a hypochondriac, but (laughs) I would rather not have a heart attack than to be hypochondriac. Um, But yeah, sugar is huge. Like I gave up coffee, which was a triple, triple, two, three times a day to absolutely no caffeine now. And I quit, quit cold turkey. Uh, Well, you radiate with health, by the way. You're so beautiful. You look so healthy. How are you feeling sans caffeine? Um, well, I know how I feel when I have it. So the difference, there's not much of a difference. I think caffeine just did literally nothing for me. It just was something that I drank. Like it just, I had so much of it that it just really didn't do anything for me. So when I stopped, I didn't really get the headache or like withdraw symptoms, which I thought I would get, but I did notice that I accidentally had it um, at a family friend's house and she didn't, I didn't realize to say decaf or no coffee, no thank you, whatever. I didn't want to be rude. So I drank it. I was up all night and consistently going to the washroom every hour. Oh, yes. But something Uh about the dairy and the caffeine, like, literally is a natural laxative for me. Like, it's just not cute. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like crap on it. And now I'm just, now with all the Halloween candy, I've kind of been doing a little bit here and there. But now I'm like, stop. Because for me, chocolate, I break out. Mm -hmm. Like, any sort of sugar. Like, my whole, I mean, I have a filter on my Zoom a little bit. But... And I'm far away from the camera, but the the acne that I've had, especially along my jawline, has just been outrageous. And I don't know if I should blame the candy or if I should blame my mask. Masks. You know, so. Or the the straight up stress. Yeah. The intensity of how even our hormones are being uh, impacted by the stress. What a time to be alive. It's crazy. It's so crazy. So tell us how you got into hypnosis. Like, what was your journey to get there, to where you are now? Now, because I am now remembering, even though I already knew that you were in Vancouver, I'm going to flesh out a part of this that I normally don't flesh out. Sure. But I, um, I've always had an interest in the workings of the mind. I think that that is not uncommon. But I became a, a yoga instructor at 19. Mm-hmm. And I've taught a lot of yoga. I... Um, taught out at Acadia University and Dalhousie and um, I would really be impacted and feel profoundly honored to guide people into Shavasana, that final pose, corpse pose, where everyone lays and relaxes. And as a yoga instructor, 
I didn't realize that I was doing progressive relaxation and plus auto suggestion. You are healthy. You are vibrant. You let go of that, which no longer serves you. Right. You are vital and strong, fully alive, uh, comfortable in your own skin. And I would feel these sensations and this um, experience really moved me when I was in class, when I was facilitating the experience. And I now see it mirrors hypnosis so perfectly. It is a um, beautiful symphony of words and sensations. And I love it. But I went to UBC, actually. I, oh. lived, uh, I lived in Kits for a long time. And then I was at Homer and Nelson for a long time as well. I, okay. um, I did not enjoy, so I, I was there for psych and I didn't enjoy, right. And I didn't enjoy the psych program because efficacy has always been important to me. I've always believed that we can offer hope and resilience and effect and impact for people quickly. Um, and then ultimately I was killing time in an indigo books years later and I found this book that looked kind of ridiculous but also fascinating it was called mind magic I bought it but I read this book and this person was not a hypnotist but they obviously had a hard-on for hypnotists they were going through case study after case study um, really interesting applications of hypnosis remembering languages that people had forgotten that they used to speak as children allergy cessation, a lot of healing acceleration where people should have had months of bed rest. They were up and at them within weeks. Wow. Um, really interesting impacts around phobias and fears that limited people's freedom and power so intensely. And then in one session, it's dissolved. They're able to fully be in their life. And so I read this book. I looked up how to become a hypnotist, which at the time in Toronto, it was really, there were two schools, um, one in Yorkville. Have you been to Toronto before, Tash? Um, it was a really long time ago, so I wouldn't really consider it me being there. <laughs> I was in like grade five, I think. Yeah. Oh, all righty. And now also I want to ask, do you prefer Tash or Tashia? Either. I'm very fine with either. Yeah. All right, because I've been laying heavy on the tash. So Bring it on. To make all sure. good. All um, good. All good. So I looked up how to become a hypnotist, and it is a certification program. Huh. You, I was there for eight months, night classes, and then you get certified as a consulting hypnotist, and then that is that. And um, here we are. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. I. Uh, That's so crazy. Yes, I somewhat. I stumbled upon it essentially because I knew about it conceptually, but the first time I was hypnotized was the first day of class and then the rest is history. Yeah. It's like, I think a, a lot of people, when they think hypnosis, I think of like a Vegas show where someone gets hypnotized and they, you know, do something crazy like that. And I'm not sure if that has any relevance at all, or if it's completely different, but start with like the basis of hypnosis. Like, how do you hypnotize someone into whatever program they're looking like for example I think I've listened to um, some YouTube uh, videos or whatever that plays while I'm sleeping um, to help I tried it during uh, quarantine to see if it would help me de-stress after work um, and I loved it I just unfortunately don't keep up with it enough but what are those basic steps that you use in your consulting brilliant uh, it's first important to note 
that there are many different ways that hypnosis is uh, utilized and many different angles and um, treatment protocol, essentially. I, I work with linear behaviors and I'm a progressive hypnotist. So we move forward, forward. We look at the vision that you hold for the future and we create suggestions and effect and results around um, future forecasting. There are some hypnotists who are very lean heavily on regression, going back to uh, points of first contact with associations, beliefs, trauma. Um, there are a lot of past life regressionists. In the hypnotic community, it's quite fascinating. And at first I found it hard to digest, but past lives are not even really debated. He, we, in terms of a communal response, it's taken as fact. So people will have whole practices that are built upon past life regression and gleaning information from our past lives and sometimes forecasting forward into lives, but that's another thing. Um, and so I do progressive uh, linear behavior sessions. Everyone has been hypnotized thousands of times. It is inherently human. Everyone can be hypnotized. You've been in trance already today. There are three golden roads. The first is waking hypnosis. Anytime that you don't need to use your critical or conscious faculties, if you're tying your shoes, brushing your teeth, if you're daydreaming, if you're thinking about the past or you're thinking about the future, you are in a light state of trance. And we see examples of that all the time, that idea of driving somewhere, getting there and being like, huh, well, I'm here, but I have no recollection of the drive. Totally. Or walk, walking into a room with a purpose and then getting in that room and being like, huh, I know I came in here to do something, but I don't know what. You were definitely in a trance state prior to that lapse in um, uh Reten cognitive retention, essentially. Huh. And so there are the other way that people move into hypnosis, and I will only speak about this briefly, is through traumatic events that stimulate their nervous system to levels of anger, shame, embarrassment, guilt, fear, that draws the unconscious mind forward, and the unconscious mind creates new truth. And this happens to all of us, and we are all shaped by how this um, occurs for us typically in childhood, mm -hmm. and it creates lasting effects. So I always give this example, but you're in grade one, you put your hand up first in class because you're sure you know the answer to the question, the teacher picks you, you give the wrong answer, everybody laughs at you, and in that moment of shame and embarrassment and anger and fear, your unconscious mind is called forth to protect you against that ever happening again. Mm -hmm. And it creates the truth that it's not safe to put your hand up first. And then you never do. And you wow. may realize it, you may never realize it, but you can live your entire life and it's just something you don't do. Um, and I don't want to tangent too hard here, but the unconscious mind is benevolent. It's designed for your survival, but it has, it doesn't seem that it's, uh, evolved quite as fast as our social situations and our technology because it relates to fear and anger and pain as though it were life and death so getting laughed at in class yeah. and your nervous system response the unconscious mind is like don't worry we'll save you from ever having to almost die from those kids again and that just is a thing 
And so um, the third way, the third golden road to a hypnotic state is heterohypnosis. And it is using desire, trust, and relaxation to bring plus an induction process, these words that, that I say that have been used for hundreds upon hundreds of years by hundreds of hypnotists for hundred, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they bring people into this state where the unconscious mind is forward focused time and time again, predictably. And then we speak words that resonate. Stage hypnosis is awesome. I love stage hypnosis. I find it to be a total hoot, except it's terrible for consulting hypnotists and in the States, hypnotherapists. So just in case um, people don't know, what is stage hypnotist or hypnotization? Stage hypnosis would be hypnosis. when a, a stage hypnotist, yeah. who often has a practice as well, right. would call people up on stage and bring them into a legitimate state of trance and have them do wild things, either wow. hilarious things or sexual things the that Vegas are then hilarious. <laughs> the Vegas show. Right. And it looks, it gives the illusion that these people are doing things against their will. And that's very dangerous for me and other people who have their clients highest path and purpose and best interest in mind, because that's very disconcerting. The idea that the two things I get the most cluck like a chicken or bank account information. People are afraid of their will being yeah. um, uh, weakened and, and manipulated. But the bottom line is with stage shows, have you ever seen a stage show? No, I've seen it yeah. in like movies kind of like um, when the characters are at a stage show, but only, yeah, I've never seen like anything myself, but sometimes for some reason, I always think of like Chris Angel mind freak. Fair. I mean, I Chris Angel why. is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I think of him, but if I were to see anybody, it would be him, you know? Right. I think I actually don't know anything about Chris Angel. Not a clue. I have no, not but one. <laughs> he might do hypnosis. I do not know. Yeah. Um, but it is a really incredible experience to witness because trance is real. It is a very powerful tool that is available to any human being. We've used hypnosis since the dawn of language in uh, like 3000 BC in Egyptian temples. There are scribings about um, sleep temples where people would go and have group hypnosis. It's mentioned in the Bible. Stage hypnosis is amazing to see because people are out and then they respond and they behave in wild ways. But the stage hypnotist is watching for agreement the whole time. If and when you end up seeing a stage show, you will notice this, that they'll bring up 20 or so volunteers to begin with. Right. And the fact that they volunteered to begin with is the sign that they're, they're agreeing, at least at first, they're into this. Uh, and then you'll notice that the numbers dwindle. He'll respectfully or she'll respectfully ask people to leave the stage. Because if the, again, the unconscious mind is benevolent, your critical and conscious faculties, as well as your unconscious, is always protecting you. And so if at any point the people on stage are like, eh, I'm not having fun anymore. I don't feel safe. I feel embarrassed. They'll come out of trance. Mm. But if they feel safe, if they want to be a part of the fun, they want to have a good time, um, be a part of the show, they'll stay in trance and they'll do wild things. And sometimes they won't remember a moment of it wow. because amnesia is very common. 
It's true. That's so crazy. So with, with hypnosis, what are, what kind of examples can you give us of what people use it for? I know you mentioned weight loss and smoking. Um, Are there any other certain areas or targets that people use hypnosis for, or is it just like, give me a little list of that, like what people can use it for? It is so varied. If you can state what you want in a sentence, hypnosis can help you. You want to do more of something, less of something, start doing something, stop doing something. Hypnosis can help you. Right. Um, powerfully, predictably, and, uh, and last. It has a, a staying power in your life. Um, I get a lot of anxiety-rooted behaviors. Mm. So I'm also an addictions counselor, and so I see a lot of compulsive behavior. Um, uh, alcohol is something that I work with in a community. I always mm. want this to be a community endeavor, not just uh, centric to the hypnosis, because obviously there are things to address. Uh, fertility is huge. I have mm-hmm. I have a lot of success with fertility, so people come because of word of mouth um, right. to increase fertility, of course, but also to deal with the psychic challenge of fertility issues and mm-hmm. how isolating it can be, how people can feel very separated from themselves right. after a long struggle. Um, I have a lot of sessions around change and people wanting to move to the next level of their capability, their um, performance, their experience of life. So that comes up in different ways and the verbiage is always different, but that tends to be the root of it, that they, they're ready for, they're ready to be more inherently and totally themselves. Um, and so that can show up again with fears, uh, speaking in public, connection is a huge element that I speak to people feeling lonely, Mm. isolated, um, in that same vein. So I could, by the way, Tash, I could talk, I could go from tangent to tangent for a hundred years. I love it. Thank you. Um, people want the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind effect, which is, uh, forgetting past relationships and heartbreak and broken trust. And I won't do that, by the way. I will never, hypnosis always needs to be an addition mm-hmm. to your life. You have to add to your experience of life. Of so I never take anything away. I can increase that experience of power and um, strength and knowingness that every experience has given you a tool, a gift, a piece of wisdom, uh, a knowingness that there is love everywhere. You see and experience love everywhere a knowingness that you are worthy, enough, deserving. Um, there is also, oh, I had a, something specifically I wanted to say about that. Oh, yes. When I'm talking about addition as well, mm-hmm. even things that you are technically not, you're stopping this action, you're not doing this anymore. I don't know why I put that in quotations. <laughs> this is a hand but, Yeah. Right. I mean, here it is. Yeah. Uh, um, smoking. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't say, okay, you don't smoke cigarettes anymore. No, I say you have more time, more peace of mind. Right. You take deep, full breaths. Your taste and your smells are heightened and acute. You enjoy being present. You enjoy every experience more that you're now, now that you're a non-smoker. You are so happy and grateful. Everything is better as a non-smoker. So it is, so it shall be. Um, 
So there always needs to be that addition. You can't take things away. Um, what else do we speak to? Linear phobias, planes. Planes are huge. Really? That comes up. Oh, gosh. People have uh, terrifying experiences uh, each and every time that they go on planes. And often planes are uh, necessary for people. They can't avoid them at a certain point if they're a business person, if they're traveling. um, And it just cuts off so much of their experience of life. Um, Yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, Sexual concerns and issues are huge. Women who can't orgasm, uh, anorgasmia is huge. Men, men who have all sorts of um, concerns, insecurities, dysfunction sexually, we need to always make sure that this isn't rooted in a medical cause. Of course. But often the associations and um, uh, pressure and fears make a huge difference for people um, or impact for people. Um, yeah. You can literally use it for anything. 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 (laughs) That's so crazy. It's something that, um, I mean, to me sounds so simple. And even just you saying, like, if you can put it in a sentence, you can do it. Like, it's not that hard. It's just making the effort and making room in your life for it, which obviously when people do, it's got some sort of magical powers and helps you, which is so crazy. Ish. No, absolutely. I mean, I feel it's the best kept secret that I've ever been made privy to, which is why I am so passionate about getting to talk to wonderful people like you, getting to um, grow my business uh, day by day, year by year. What's so exciting is each person that I um, get to guide into hypnosis then tells other people. Even in the eight plus years that I've been practicing, the, the, understanding and awareness about hypnosis has uh, exponentially exploded. And so I look forward to what it looks like 10 years from now. Um, I feel like there's a lot of cultural and religious and media-based influence on the popularity of hypnosis. It is ebbed and flowed. Again, it was popular in the 3000 BC and then it was popular in the 1800s and then things happened and church things happened and then it was popular in the 1900s and then things happened and church things happened and I'm not I I have no um, ill will towards the church that I want to like get into mm-hmm. but it is very dictated by um, communal and collective unconscious beliefs about how much power we should have as individuals over our own minds um, and then the media, totally. movies, movies really impact how <laughs> people feel. Yeah. Get out was the near the, it's been a while since the hypnosis movie has come out. So we're due. It I've never be seen any moment it. Now. Yeah. It's, it's hypno based. Um, really? the villain, yeah, the villain is uses hypnosis as a nefarious tool gotcha. to entrap people, huh. um, and do all sorts of horrible things. That's crazy. Uh, and, and more often than not, people say, they use it as a verb. Like, you're not going to get out me, are you? <laughs> and I have to say, oh, no. That makes sense. Now that, like, you're putting it in that context. And that's what I yeah. love about um, this platform that I try to have is that I try to bring on people where I can, like, learn new things. And I was so interested by you because I've tried 
the YouTube-based hypnosis because during quarantine, trying to de-stress, trying to motivate myself to like go outside or just do something, um, I'm I'm talk about weight loss and stuff on here all the time, and I'm like I'm number one with trying to try anything that will help me lose weight because I've already had so many issues, so I'm willing to try anything. And I found that the couple times that I did make the effort, it was so cool to try. And I just aim for people who I can learn things from. And I'm so glad that I got to in touch with you and had the opportunity to do this so I can make more time for it. Because obviously, like you've hit the nail on the head here. Um, And just a couple questions from some listeners. Um, We already talked about what it's used for, but is there any scientific reasoning behind it of why it works if you know anything if you want to touch on that quickly absolutely there are we know that hypnosis works clinically medically uh white papers experience personal um we know that it creates changes in the synaptic firings from stimuli to response and that has been mapped uh energetically as well um and I can't remember, is it an EKG? No, that's for the heart. Yeah, that's for the heart, correct? Right. When, when, when they measure brain waves and the change of um, energetic firing in the brain, I can't remember what it's called. And um, so we know we have that, we have that as uh, clinical medical evidence, essentially. Now trials have been, um, again, trials and clinical studies have ebbed and flowed with popularity. Um, as well. So there are more studies coming out now as people are again reaffirming the ally and the um, friend and the tool that trance is in all of our lives. Um, But nobody knows why hypnosis does what it does so well. It's wild. So there's lots of theories. Some people think it's authoritative. Some people think that the hypnotist is doing something to you. Some people think it's permissive that by the power of the person's mind, the stronger the mind, the better with hypnosis, by the way, the more activity, the better, uh, that they're doing everything. Some people think it's a combo, lots of theories, but no one knows. We know it works. We don't know why. And I also find too, in this time, um, myself included, is that a lot of people are obviously focusing on mental health. And I find that this is such a great natural way to trying to leave any of that anxiety or depression or stress that they feel, especially in unprecedented times like these, right? I mean, it's just so crazy that people go to higher limits to do crazy things to make themselves feel better, but yet there's just a really cool way, natural way to do it. Well, I completely agree. Uh, It's also the support is ongoing. After the trance session, you're able to hold and retain the new synaptic firings that serve you in any situation, with any person, group of people, by yourself. Um, it, it serves on a continuum, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But the, the beauty and the tragedy of being alive is we don't know what we don't know until we know it. It is what it is. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, my, my hope is that people that feel hopeless and isolated hear about hypnosis totally Um, and so I appreciate what you're doing in terms of um spreading the word um being so willing to take on new thought processes and avenues 
Yeah. Well, tell, tell everybody where they can follow you, where they can find your services and just get in touch with you in any way. I'd love to plug that. Awesome. Thank you. My website is consultinghypnosis.ca and there you can find information, my testimonials, um, and you can book a one-on-one complimentary, no obligation consultation. My Instagram is consultinghypnosis.ca as well. And I post every day. Um, and then YouTube, I go live on Facebook every uh, Wednesday night. Cool. And I post the conversations on YouTube and it's again, consultinghypnosis.ca. There you go. So that's where you can find me. Well, thank you so much for this. I'm so excited we got to chat. Um, I would love to have you on again, maybe in a year's time and talk about it again, hopefully out of a pandemic and see how things have changed. Um, and just everybody keep up with Kimberly. She's so cool. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for what you do in the world and who you. you are, Tash. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to my episode with Kimberly at consultinghypnosis.ca. She really taught me so much and I look forward to trying her methods and everything she talked about today. And like she mentioned, you guys can follow her on Instagram at consultinghypnosis.ca to find any updates on her, her services, and how you can get in touch with her. To get in touch with me, you guys can head over to at Tash Podcast for updates and at TashaRoseXO for updates on my personal life if you guys care, um, just in case you're interested. Um, and stay tuned for all the fun stuff that we have planned for the holiday season. So until next week, leave spilling the tea to me. Bye, guys.